what's up everyone and welcome to another episode of in these current times i am your friendly neighborhood host Joganut. let's jump right in um today's topic is actually a bit also this <laughs> by day but um, i still think they're relevant and i want to kind of de- dive deeply into them um first i want to talk on my review on my own expression of what if episode three and oh my god this is the best episode so far hands down this is what i love about the concept of what if and i feel like they're really delivering on it now um so this episode was more of a whodunit a modern mystery someone is basically taking out the avengers before it can even be formed which is a concept that i could never have thought of in a million years and i just love how you know like i said how mysterious it was it keeps you guessing your toes i mean this is, this is a story you are familiar with i even love the fact that you know they are playing out the same kind of scenarios from thor trying to pick up his hammer um from um, hawk attack at cover university and what have you but then there's like a dark twist to it someone killing them off and i love how their deaths are actually kind of tangible you know it's not just like okay you, you want to flip the script so you, you conveniently make this character that is supposedly invisible or you know hard to kill just make him die easily thor gets shot and killed with hawkeye's arrow because he's mortal in that form the hawk gets his heart enlarged and blown apart i mean dude this is a visceral things that i never thought i would see the mcu-esque world but this was a fantastic show um episode uh, definitely definitely an improvement over the second episode even though the second episode itself too was a really good one but this kind of progression is what i hope to see for future episodes um you start off the episode we see iron man the scene in the diner where nick fury is talking to him and black widow walks in with a potential kind of antidote not antidote per se but um a substance to just mitigate the problems he's going through and then we see that he dies that was so unexpected seriously i was really confident that that was just a fake out but they stuck by it and then we see um, thor get killed hawkeye gets killed hawk gets killed and it's just getting crazy and crazy and then you try to narrow down the suspects and to be honest at first it didn't dawn on me you know who could be i thought it was going to be loki but then loki shows up you know unaware of the whole situation trying to kind of avenge thor and all and it's obviously in this part since thor dies so early it's obviously he becomes more of the favorite son yeah uh, but then we see nick fury and black Widow trying to figure it out black widow gets killed very um David Fincher-esque that whole scenario, you know, where this person is getting closer to the truth and they get eliminated by the target next. Then we get a reveal, which just made so much sense. That was Hank Pym, a, a very unhinged Hank Pym in his yellow jacket persona, which was a nice callback to the comics actually, because a lot of people, I mean, which is fair, no know that the yellow jacket they saw in the movie was just a mishmash of Darren Cross and the yellow jacket persona from the comics was Ant-Man during one of his um personality or, or, or let's say it's dark days but it was nice to see that and um then a second fake out with nick Fury being actually um loki masquerading as loki take him down and all and that was a really really good um revelation you know the fact that the child and it makes sense because if you watch Ant-Man, remember that hank pym left shield because of how they were kind of handling his his um pain particles and then understanding that you know one of his daughters, his daughter dies on a mission for S.H.I.E.L.D. Obviously, it would make you go more hinge because he has not lost his, his wife and his daughter. And then he's trying to hurt Nick Fury back the way he was hurt by taking out his supposed team 
or people that he's trying to recruit and that was just oof, that was just delightfully gorgeous so I, I really love this episode a lot and i'm really hoping that this speaks you know like i said the what if is literally a, t- a table rasa a blank slate to just do and undo go as crazy go as creative go as bonkers as possible and be as mind-blowing as possible and i hope we get more of this um let me know what you think about this episode i personally loved it i love the callbacks i mean the fact that the avengers were wiped out in under a week before they even formed it's just <laughs> it's just ridiculous and then we we'll get uh, the, towards the end we see nick fury basically called captain marvel uh, of course earlier than she would have appeared in our own universe but yeah that was also it was a nice kind of i guess ending to the episode but all in all i'm curious but it, it kind of gets me curious too as well regarding the fact that in episode one we saw that means captain carter doesn't exist in this universe most likely because in episode one we see that she shows up um at the shield base when, when they were tampering with playing with tesseract and then we see hawkeye and nick fury looking at her so that's probably a different universe i guess because if she already exists in a timeline she should have been taken out by um by hank pym as well i would i would assume but anyway all this made me really really understand is that ant-man is truly a terrifying weapon i mean this dude is a could be a terrifying villain and a very you know dreadful horror creature if you think about it this dude i mean look at the way he kills all of them he kills tony stark by basically exploding you know jumping right into his neck and probably causing a blood clot um has hawk killed by manipulating hawkeye's fingers to shoot an arrow enters hawkeye's ears and probably fucks up his brain his brain hawkson was just the most shocking he literally throws one of this enlarging um kind of um amplifying disc disc to his heart and makes him swell up and explode dude it was just vicious it brings a lot into consideration with the Thanos theory that was running around the internet then before Endgame came about that Anthony was going to jump into the <laughs> into the inner cavity of Thanos and enlarge and the truth is he could have done that I mean Anthony is genuinely a terrifying villain and now it's weird because I could see like a horror short or even a, not necessarily a movie well a short film of like Anthony just going rogue and just you know killing people that's just like this this brings a whole new perspective and that's what what if is meant to do take a certain concept where from level that's probably benign and just turn it on his head and make him more malignant and i love that about this episode yeah so let me know what you guys think about this what if episode and what else are you looking forward to uh, we have some other episodes coming up um i, I know a little bit of the synopsis although i try to avoid it because i like to be surprised myself but i really hope this just keeps on stacking up and, and picking next um we got a trailer for star wars visions we dropped some days ago um to be honest it was a project when i first heard about it i wasn't sure if i cared because i'm a huge star wars fan undoubtedly i'm i'm a huge fan of the world the world building the the concepts the lore everything personally i've not been a fan of the current movies especially the recent sequel trilogies i think force awakens was all right i actually like last jedi a lot more than a lot of people did but i really hated rise of the fast of skywalker it was such a convoluted mess but i've been a fan of the extended universe that's the tv series in the likes of the clone wars rebels which surprised me rebels surprised me a lot more than i thought i haven't seen bad batch of course the mandalorian is phenomenal so uh when i heard about this star wars vision i was like okay you know a new addition but it's cool but then seeing the trailer and when i read more about it i got really intrigued so star wars visions is basically 
an anthological series um, and a collaboration between Disney and nine Japanese animated studios. So there are nine episodes, I believe, and each one is a totally different story with its own visuals and animation that um, kind of readapts or imagines particular Star Wars lore. Um, so think like Love, Death and Robots, but in the Star Wars universe exclusively. That's exactly how it's going to be. Check out the trailer. It's really cool. It's really fantastic. And they're actually poignant considering the fact that Star Wars itself, you know, has a lot of influences. A lot. It was influenced by Dune. It was influenced by, <coughs> sorry, the Japanese culture, all these Akira, Kurosawa movies. That Vader himself looks like more like a samurai, grand samurai master and things like that. So there's a lot of anime influence in Star Wars. I mean, I'm talking about in George Lucas' Star Wars originally. And then to see it now kind of influence anime artists to create his own universe is just one of those beautiful things about art that I love. When you know things kind of learn from each other and adapt and improve for example um the original Tomb Raider games was inspiration or one of the things that inspired the Uncharted games and then when Unch- Uncharted games came about they, they themselves now inspired the next the Tomb Raider reboots which was kind of cool because the Tomb Raider reboots was now kind of got a lot of inspiration from the Uncharted games which was initially inspired by to- the old Tomb Raider games so that was actually a really cool thing to see kind of merry-go-round concept and whatnot so check out the trailer for star wars visions and let me know what you think do you are you a star wars fan are you burnt out by star wars content it is a lot more coming out actually you have the ahsoka tv series we have the obi-wan kenobi tv series we have book of boba vet uh, we have the andros you say so much star wars stuff coming up and i really hope they don't hit the saturation point that gets tedious the good thing is star wars is such a vast world that you can literally take from any aspect and you know focus on it it could be pod racing it could be the cd on the belly with bounty hunters it could be literally anything but i'm just hoping they stay away from the star skywalker saga i don't know i'm pretty sure they're going to do another set of trilogies later in the future following skywalker but i really hope they don't because i feel like that story is wrapped up you know i mean ray is the only one left literally every other person is gone so it just wouldn't make sense to me but that's just my own opinion then lastly uh we got a new trailer what is somehow a red band trailer for the Kingsman, and i feel like <laughs> you know you know with all the pushes of movies and whatnot a lot a lot have gotten forgotten and this is actually one of them that was better come out already but got pushed once more so go red band trailer um and it stars um ralph ralph fiennes, fiennes which is one of my favorite which is such a phenomenal actor um known famously for playing voldemort uh, we have Jimon Honsu in it. We also have Jemma Art- Jemma Artington and um, Harry Lloyd, who I'm not really familiar with, to be honest. I know he has been in some projects, but I'm not really familiar with his work. But I'm a huge fan of the King- Kingsman universe, and Matty Vaughn did a fantastic job with the first movie. Second movie was still fun, not as great, but it was still fun. But the one thing I love about it is the action, the frenetic action is incredible. I just love how he, he, he you know, the, the action choreography is so on point, it's, it's intense. You know it's obviously, you know, not realistic, but it doesn't matter because it's beautiful. It's like you're watching an incredible dance routine and you just can't look away from. So I'm really excited. Um, Riff iPhones is playing Rasputin and I'm like, his, his scene so far actually seemed really, really interesting. <laughs> when he says he never has a meeting unless his stomach is full or his balls are empty. That was just a funny line. But I'm curious to really see it. I really am. I, I love the Kingsman universe so far, at least. Even if 
and I, I believe that we're still gonna get because people have realized that this is not this is a third movie in the Kingsman universe, but it's not a third chronological movie. This is actually a prequel that predates part one and talks about it just shows how the Kingsman came Kingsman organization came into play. There's still gonna be a third movie, according to at least the earlier sources, but we don't know if the if that's been scrapped now that Disney acquired Fox. But there's going to be a third movie that would still follow Exian's adventures. So yeah, that's um, all. If you want, check it out if you haven't. It's shorter. Um, I just highlight, they just one or two few, few new scenes, but it's a really, really fun, energetic movie that I'm really looking forward to. And let me know what you guys think. And that'll be all for today, actually. Um, tomorrow, we'll try again, come up with some other new, um, new movie news. And some people have actually reached out to me to talk about certain things here and there, and even talk about video game world concept and the video game industry as well. Uh, I would actually talk on that. The truth is, I'm not as deep into gaming like I was when I was younger. I still game occasionally, don't get me wrong, but I'm not really sticking to it like I used to be. But I'm looking forward to... Um, I'll talk about more stuff that come out, come about and intertwine them with movies and maybe even books and stuff. I, I try to expand, but the first thing is I just love doing this stuff and I'm trying to just be as consistent as possible. So let me know what you guys think about today's topics and as always, stay safe and stay tuned. Thank you.